All right, and that is the first sound of our podcast, me clicking open my uh, pen, since I clearly know what I'm doing. Um, welcome to the first episode of Unmasked. Episode. Episode. Episode of Unmasked. We're not sure yet if it's either just going to be Unmasked or the Unmasked podcast. I'm leaning toward just Unmasked. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, honestly, we'll, we'll toss that out. <laughs> we'll toss. We'll figure it out. We'll play it by ear. Um so yeah, welcome to the very first episode. Uh, it's been a long road up to here, and we've had a lot of variations and edits and trying to figure out what exactly we're doing, but I think we finally kind of got this down. We're making the dream a reality. Yep. Uh, uh, today we picked a very interesting topic i think uh it's very it goes to um stuff that we very recently seen so thankfully we're not super outdated um topic today is the consequences of woke movies um it's kind of a vague statement and you can go a lot of different directions from there but specifically what i mean by that is the consequences for the producers and the companies who make them themselves uh later on we may talk about uh the consequences as in uh, normalization of clearly immoral acts or whatever they may be or uh just the secularization of the country through the normalization that they push in the movies that's not really what we're talking about it but it is the cause of our topic if that makes any sense this is our second episode this is our first episode. This is our first episode. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. So we probably should introduce ourselves. Yeah, we should introduce <laughs> ourselves. So I am Tucker, your host, and then with me is the best host. Buttersnaps. Buttersnaps. We got the G train across us here. That is official. You are forever the G train. <laughs> Make this like a Thomas the train. I'm going to play a theme every time you come. Um... And, uh, yeah, this is our first episode together, our first episode ever. You say that super awkward, together? Yeah, together. Together in crime. <laughs> oh, that sounds weird. Uh, just, I'm here for the yeah. moment. <laughs> He's here for the moment until he gets creeped out enough that he just walks away. So, to get straight into this, um, we have... I have some bulletin points and personally opinions that I'd like to share with you guys. And uh, we've got the G train across from here on Mike, uh, given the gut checks and the raw opinions from his point of view. Uh, and we'll see how you react to what I'm saying here. Yes, sir. So, uh, to start off, I wanted to give a thesis. And that thesis is that no matter what the movie is, no matter what the genre, if it's, you know, sci-fi or drama or whatever it may be, but specifically for Marvel, I think it's something that especially applies to movies like what Marvel makes, is that normal families will always be the greatest bulk of the audience. Yes, You're always going to have sure. families and kids because... Marvel is kind of a movie that's, or not a movie, but a franchise that's uniquely positioned to... It is dependent on that. Yeah, honestly. it's dependent on that. Because 
the way they make the Marvel movies, uh, it's uniquely positioned to appeal both to kids and young audiences, but also for the storylines themselves. They're going to appeal to uh, older generations and and beyond. It's, so it's it kind of appeals to everybody uh, and every Not level of fan. Person, right or a group of people, right? Which is where they get their money from. Yeah, because Let's it's be got honest. it's got so much for everyone, in my opinion. Uh, these people, for the large portion of my experience, you know, normal families and with kids and taking friends to the movies, they're gonna decide what to watch, what's worth investing their money, based on word of mouth. Uh, that's always been how I see it, and that's how it's been in the entirety of my life. I mean, when I first started watching Marvel movies or Star Wars movies, it was strictly because of word of mouth. The only reason I ever saw Iron Man for the first time was because my cousin said it was awesome and he had rockets in his feet. Uh, so I had to watch that movie after that, and that was what got me started was word of mouth. Even recently, what got me started with word of mouth was Hawkeye. I was kind of done with Marvel for reasons I'll get into later, uh, and I wasn't actually going to watch Hawkeye. We'd canceled our Disney Plus descri- uh, subscription. Until I saved you? Right, until the G-Train saved me, and but through word of mouth, got me to resubscribe to Disney Plus and only get Hawkeye. The only reason being is Hawkeye. Right, the only reason the being only Hawkeye. The only reason being Hawkeye. Right. It was worth the money. It was worth the investment, in my opinion, because it was such yeah. a good story and such a good um, just journey to take with whoever you're watching it. Uh, it was really, really good yeah. conclusion, I think, to the Hawkeye Only thing story. I didn't like about the Hawkeye was the subtle references. Only in one episode in particular, but that was about it. There was a little bit of odd. Like they felt like they were trying to add some sort of hinting to stuff. Yeah. It just didn't fit. Uh, but just other than that, that, yeah, it was awkward, specifically in the first episode. It wasn't really needed. But. It wasn't needed, Ed, and that's where it's not really a spoiler since it is in the first episode, but there's a scene where the main character, Kate Bishop, uh, is attending a party, and it's kind of awkward. Some guy kind of makes a comment about how she's wearing a suit and not a dress. It was a really odd scene. It, it seemed like they were trying to get at, like, patriarchy expecting women to wear i don't know it was, it was really very odd. weird because it kind of undid itself at the last episode too because she came in with a dress yeah i was thoroughly confused it was kind of awkward the only reason i think they did that in my opinion was just because she had to fit in the suit yeah and that's the only reason because you can't fit in the running suit with a dress right that's what my opinion is i at least hope that's what happened yeah i hope that's what happened too uh because watching it there was a weird gut feeling like oh no are they gonna make this another sort of valkyrie character yeah and make her somehow uh i don't even know what they turn anyway anyway, getting back to our topic but yeah so other than that really one scene uh hawkeye was pretty great by word of mouth and Word of mouth is so important because of that. It's the reason I got uh, Disney Plus back. When you turn your content into a woke message piece, you just aren't going to have the same word of mouth marketing that you receive with quality content. When you try to make it specifically about 
the agenda and not even about the story, few you're not going to get away. of that is just people don't want to watch a show with a political agenda. Second right. of all, it does not cater to everyone in every group. I mean, it only would be catering to a specific group, limiting the amount of audience that they relate to. Yeah. Well, and I think it even goes beyond that a little bit. Uh, because there are shows, some shows out there with a right-wing agenda and people don't have as much of a problem with that. I think the real problem is the majority of America is not, uh, you know, so far left as Hollywood portrays it or as you see in the Twitter apocalypses and the mobs on Facebook. It, it's just not that demographic in the majority of our citizenship. And because of that, it doesn't do as well when it's a woke message piece. I think if it was had a right-wing message piece, it would also get pushback. Uh, but that's sort of another issue, even though I think a lot of America, even if they don't explicitly say it, is conservative in value. Yeah. Um, and you can see the differences between the woke pieces and just quality content already. Recently, uh, you know, basically everyone knows at this point that Spider-Man No Way Home released. Oh my Dude, gosh. It was... If you haven't watched it, I highly, highly... Just go watch it. Highly recommend you watch go it. Go watch it. You will not be sorry. Reason. Do not push a political agenda. It is a beautifully well done movie and it is almost as well made, but not surpassing Endgame. It caused tears. It is like... It's very much anyone can cry at this movie, especially if you've been a fan of Spider-Man from the beginning. It is oh. a sentimental movie for it's sentimental so indeed. many people. It's indeed. They did so well with it. It was such a powerful movie because they focused on the story. Because of that, No Way Home was actually the very first time I've bothered to go to the theater in quite a long time. I have not actually bothered to go to the theater for basically any other movie, yeah. at least that I can remember off the top of my head, since the third Hobbit movie released. Mm. And please, 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 please take my take my advice. If you have not watched The Amazing Spider-Man Spider or any of the other Spider-Mans, the Raimi Spider-Man or Andrew Garfield, watched as well, yeah. I know that's a big spoiler for some people, but... You need to watch those in order yeah, you to get the references. Uh, so literally as we speak, G-Train is proving my point of how <laughs> if you actually make a good movie, the people are going to suggest it and try to get other people to see it. It's just that's how it works because you want to share in a good experience with someone and you don't want to share a bad experience that nobody else is going to enjoy. Because of what I heard, I went to the theater to see No Way Home. On the other hand, Eternals is about to be free to me on Disney+, and I am still not going to waste my time to see it because of the word of mouth that I've received. I've heard such bad reviews about it, just being how woke it was, and they put such an effort into making it quote-unquote diverse when it didn't need these weird diversity entrances i don't know how else to word it uh just just from what i've been told i have not heard a single good review about eternals it's all been just don't waste your time so i 
we spent the extra money to go see No Way Home in theaters, and even when it's free, I'm just gonna not watch Eternals. I am going to actually watch it and just just to give it a chance. Honestly, just so I can comment it on this show. Just That's the give only it a reason I would ever watch it. Just for you guys to be able to tell you Just not to watch it. That's the only reason we're watching. About it. Yeah, it's. But I have not seen it yet, so I'm trying not to. I'm trying to be optimistic about it, which I don't know if I can. But I will try my hardest to not bash it in the head before I have even tried. Yeah, and sorry, I basically just like slapped you in the face. No, no, it's <laughs> fine because you've got a specific purpose for watching it because you want to give it a chance. Worse versus versus versus. I've been, I did research into it and I watched clips of it, and just from the word of mouth, and then I enter it with what I've seen. I know it's not worth my time, because I'm so disappointed in some of the choices they made with the movie. Um, yeah. Similarly, Black Widow. Uh, Black Widow. We have to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid we do. Uh. Because it it adds to the point. Okay, let me get one thing off the bat. It is not in and of itself a bad movie to watch. It is fairly entertaining. However, for the reasons which we are about to mention, it was it seemed a bit stretched to say the least. It was very stretched, and it was sad. I think that's part of the danger of having such a good franchise like the Marvel franchise is movies like Age of Ultron and uh, Iron Man 2 got flack for being crappy movies. But if you actually go back and watch them, they are not bad movies. They are very good movies. Age of Ultron, possibly one of my most favorite I think they just set the bar so high with the Marvel franchise that if it wasn't spectacular, that some people, you know, going in expecting a spectacular movie, it seemed lesser by comparison. They did too good. Yeah, they did too good on some of their movies. And um, unfortunately, I wish I could say that's the only problem that Black Widow had, but I know that's not the case. It was nothing a, against Scarlett Johnson at all. No, very good actor or actress. Is it Johnson? I thought it was Scarlett Johnson. Is that her name? I thought it was I, Johansson. <laughs> I have no idea how to pronounce I'm her name. Pretty sure Scarlett Johansson. I don't know. That one. That one. Okay. <laughs> not the, she was. She's an amazing actor. It's not against her because she's had a terrific performance in every other Marvel movie. She's been really good as Black Widow in everything else. She just was given an injustice in this movie. Yes, I feel like it was just lack of script. Honestly, it was lack of we script. Should continue with your notes because I keep yeah. hijacking. hijacking well, no, because you're right, and it was lack of scripting. But for a very specific reason. So Black Widow was a feminist power message. And that ruined the story. It removed the scripting. For the sake of the agenda, they felt like they either didn't need to or took up all the time from an actual good movie. To me, Black Widow felt like a... I it felt like the early 2000s Charlie's Angels. It was just such a stretched over the top movie and not in the typical Marvel like over the top this is action, yeah. but over the top and even for the characters it just didn't seem to it, felt it didn't feel right. Too 
humanly impossible. Which it was too humanly was impossible. Ox- Actually, it was kind of surprising to me because I know that Scarlett Johnson, she she is surgically modified to be a an assassin, but she is still a regular human. Yes. Which, I mean, if it would have been Steve Rogers, I could have been like, okay, some of these scenes are possible to happen, but with but, and a that's regular another, human... That's the, what can't hurt, say. is that even for a character who's supposed to be overpowered like a Captain America... Black Widow still seemed to be able to take way more damage and just not shrug it off compared I, to even some of the more powerful characters. Yeah, even in comparing, I know it sounds horrible of me, and I apologize for doing it, comparing Age of Ultron to Black Widow, you do see the characters, even Thor, being beat up by these robots, whereas Scarlet, uh, Black Widow can easily just take a whole card just being flipped on its head and come out unscathed. Yeah. It doesn't fit. It's not right. And the I think the reason they did that is because at least from what I remember, they caught flack when they did their quote unquote first female uh superhero movie with Captain Marvel because she was Brie Larson's character is so overpowered in that movie that it wasn't it just did not land right captain marvel yeah uh, i didn't know like captain marvel. and I they were trying to do like actor, a, which kind of it's, ugh, i just do not like any of that i just stay out of it completely because i hate that movie yeah i think they i've loved captain marvel's character for so long i feel like they picked the wrong person to do it but for black widow they did not pick the wrong person to do it they just picked the wrong thing to do they tried to make her so invincible and they didn't explain it in the story. They didn't give it a reason. They never actually went through the trouble of explaining that she's supposed to be some sort of enhanced individual. Instead, what they did was they just let her take so much damage and shrug it off I would agree without with. any explanation. And it felt like they did that just because she is a female character and they didn't want to They catch flack for show like making her seem like she's not overpowered the only thing that i found what was really crazy bad about i mean i shouldn't say i found about that it was crazy bad. it's just that the minimal amount of physical damage versus Mm -hmm. uh what is the word i'm looking for um emotional damage Mm. I mean, you do see her getting split apart from her family, receiving very hard mental hits, but you never see her, unless provided by herself, hurting, being physically hurt. And I think it's exactly opposite with her sister, which she does get physical damage. I mean, and she do- I mean, not to say that she doesn't get emotional dam- emotionally damaged during the thing, but I feel like put against Scarlett Johnson just because of her the age of the her younger sister. I feel like uh Black Widow's sister, I cannot remember her name. Uh Elena. Elena. I feel like she underwent way less than Black Widow, which was totally fighting me in my head. I was like she's just as well trained as Black Widow and they are not emphasizing on this character. I mean, yeah. in the beginning of the movie they did but towards the end, it was more directed towards Black Widow. I mean, especially when she's getting beat up 
you know, you remember when she's getting beat up in the, mm-hmm. in that room and she just like chucks her grenade. That was it. Just Black Widow's getting beat up. Me chuck her grenade. Everyone's fine. That's it. Yeah, it was just... Just a bad movie. Especially, (laughs) so they made it so that she didn't take any damage, but also towards the end of the movie, maybe this is a spoiler for some people, but when they um, do eventually release the Black Widow recruits from the sort of pheromonal mind control that they'd been under, they didn't... It was really... You could sense how it wasn't just, uh, this is a bad guy and he's doing horrible things to these people, they made it into a free them from men kind of thing. And I'm not saying that because I'm a dude. I'm just saying it was a kind of a... It was an awkward pair. It was gross to me. They made... And they showed like these images of all these different men who supposedly were over control of Black Widows. And it was just... They handled it so gross. They didn't just make a villain... They made the white man the villain. I did feel that a little bit. I did. I don't know. I was fighting on both sides. It felt like just I really wanted to appreciate the movie. It but was then yeah. I was like, you wanted the movie to be good, but it wasn't. Yeah. That's the that was sad for and a Marvel movie for me, and for loving the Black Widow character. Yeah. For been waiting for a Black Widow movie to finally do justice to this character and give her the spotlight for so long. And maybe that's clouding my opinion because I'm just, I'm trying, I was so optimistic going in that I feel like it tainted my verdict coming out. Yeah, and it tainted my view of the rest of the Marvel series, which is why, which is a main part of the reason we canceled Disney Plus after we watched that. This is not quality content. We don't need to spend the money on this. Because we're not getting our money's worth out of it. Yeah. Um, and then, so we got that with Black Widow. We go into Hawkeye releases this uh, last few months. And G-Train here, he recommended it to me. We didn't have Disney+. Plus. Um, I got to watch it at his place. And I was hooked. I mean, that was a quality, quality series. I don't think you can call it a TV show. Then but... again, a personal opinion of mine. What? I don't know. This is just an opinion of mine of what is possibly happening. I feel like they are doing this intentionally. They are purposefully taking, setting aside. I want to. They're setting aside the good and the bad, and mm. they're mixing it in between. So, take for example, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We all know how that went, and it's just that a was bad in and of itself a very politically correct. Um, it was another example of how they tried to make the white man the villain and they even started to cast shade on steve rogers because he was white yeah that's and another thing like, uh, excuse me <laughs> and then there was wandavision which did not specifically push an agenda that was out in the open obvious obvious at least in right. my opinion i didn't that feel like there was an wandavision an and loki they were both pretty and that's where i think it comes from enjoyable. as i think Loki and WandaVision were covering for uh, what's the show I just was talking about? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Then to get over it, just to numb the pain, I feel like they were we got Hawkeye. You know, I don't think you're wrong. I think that might be that's a really good point because I think the we all know that their plans going forward is to, I believe it's we're in phase. 
four or five now of the Marvel Cinematic I think we're Universe. In phase five. Phase five. We're six. The point I, we're, of we're this phase is to make it woke. They've they've said that that it's supposed to be a woke series. We have the non-binary whatever Thor replacement in the Valkyrie, who supposedly is the quote-unquote king, which is very sad yeah it's sad that they had to they thought they had to do that um and that's the point they are very obviously replacing a lot of the characters with female leads which i don't have a problem with female leads but they're doing that to everyone yeah they've replaced just about everyone um see the thing is i do agree with that statement but and then i kind of disagree at the same time only because there were some characters like you said that you were okay with i mean bear the i think it was necessary to replace iron man with iron woman because let's face it there already is an iron woman Ironheart, i am very excited for but that's the difference you have to have characters that people actually care about if you write it in and make it a story people have no problem with that Nobody had any problem with in the end of Clone Wars when they made Ahsoka the focus, because that every Ahsoka is awesome, <laughs> uh, and that was a very good season. Yeah. of the Clone Wars. I know in we're fact, the best season. Way far away from the Marvel universe. Yes, but just but it's as the an point. Example. And like She Hulk was a great character in my opinion. Kate Bishop is a great character, so I didn't have a problem with them bringing these not. in. Whereas with Captain Carter, it just didn't quite sit right with me during it the What If not. series. Because they were just doing it for the sake of doing it. That and plus, there was what many people, especially for Marvel, cling to was just the American spirit of Captain America. Yeah. That was just like an eyesore in the middle of all this. <laughs> there was Steve Rogers, and yet they are still trying. It felt like, especially in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, they were trying to demote that. Yeah, it felt like they took the heart out of it. That They, they took the heart out of Captain America, which it was a weird hating <sighs> on the character that brought them so far. Yeah. Um, it, it was, and kinda... we all know why it brought them so far. Let's yeah. be honest. We all know he that he was a good, he was a good written character. And on top of it, though, they never expressly like, I guess really said it in the movies. They did write him to be a God fearing character. They did. They had him say specific lines throughout the movies that just added that sort of moral heart to the show. Yeah. Uh, well, the show, the shows. I feel like also that's another thing that they had to get rid of. Mm-hmm. They had to get rid of that to move into this woke phase because it just wouldn't have worked. I noticed, especially in the first Avengers, they specifically, Steve Rogers said the line, there's only one God, ma'am. Yeah. Exactly. Any other time... In the whole Marvel Universe, you never specifically hear him mention God ever again. Mm -mm. And I don't know if that's because Thor and Loki came in and they were technically gods, but... They made it pretty clear, though, that they they were aliens who were worshipped as gods, I feel like. I did feel that, which was kind of... Which made it more acceptable, in my opinion. Yeah. It it made more sense. It did. Okay, look, this is sci-fi... They didn't make them into. They actual... didn't make them into the gods. They they're still un- from the mythology, yes. Yeah. But they didn't make them like the gods of the universe. Yes, which was another cool thing about it. Yeah. They didn't. Honestly, they didn't create anything, and it doesn't say anything about them creating right. anything. 
it was sad that you know it's the big bang but it is and i obviously i don't agree with the big bang theory um i do not either we believe in god here and i don't agree with the big bang theory i believe that the world was created um you know in one week literal days and uh the big bang theory just you know makes me laugh but i will just for the sake of a story uh i don't remember who said it but there is a quote that says um the big bang theory is a ridiculous theology but a wonderful myth and to me it's similar as the way that when you're studying literature in school you go back and you read the odyssey or you read you know these different greek god myths and they're enjoyable stories you just know <laughs> this isn't how the world it's happened. legend versus god right honestly and <clears throat> but having the the supposed big bang in the marvel cinematic universe it's just another way that they can get rid of captain america's belief in god because there you know there is there's the big bang instead of i don't know it just it sits it was just a conflict of interest. it was a conflict, conflict of, of interest, interest and that's part of the reason they had to get rid of him um and now circling all the way back around to what we were saying what were we saying that uh, they're replacing all these with female leads and it doesn't matter when it's something like hawkeye it fits and it is good because Kate Bishop is a quality character, and they went through the time in a show like Hawkeye to show development and to show a character actually becoming that a strong character, not just being a strong character From because a she's a woman, but actually because she puts the effort and just tries to be a strong character. Where's where they got the disconnect? Just pausing on that one phrase that you just said, I think that's where they got the disconnect on Black Widow. Just referring back to it really fast is where she was a strong character, but they just brought her into this movie where it made her OP. Yeah, and they did not even try to show her development into a stronger character or give her any reason to take this. To be stronger. Whereas Kate Bishop, starting from the first two episodes, which were released together, they had Kate Bishop clearly take hits. She was no by no means overpowered in those first two episodes she took a lot of hits she knew vaguely what she was doing but she didn't have the experience or the wisdom to actually take on the threats that she was trying to take on uh so the show wasn't afraid to show her to show kate bishop taking a hit uh and she got knocked down and she didn't get right back up i'm like she got up but she wasn't able to just shrug it off like black widow was so it felt right it felt you actually felt for the character because she was going through the fights and there were consequences to them. Um, and it took a character like Hawkeye to step in to save her from the danger she couldn't handle and to grow her through the show to be a strong lead, to be someone I cannot wait to see more of yes. moving on. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and I really do not mind if they phase out the old Hawkeye and bring her in as Hawkeye because, you know, by the end of the show, they really tease up. They never show it, but they tease up that Hawkeye is her moniker now that she has taken on the mantle and it's kind of been passed on as uh, Clint retires. Mm -hmm. Additionally, I thought that Hawkeye actually handled 
the Black Widow elements that come in during the show better than the Black Widow movie did. Natasha actually felt important in the Hawkeye series. Like, there were consequences to her actions in her life. That's what I I was like. That's the one thing I admired. Like, specifically when they mentioned Black Widow, I was just like in awe that I was like, they did not just make it OP. I'm so powerful. The person I, totally I was watching it with cried during one of the scenes. Uh, well, actually, I think two of the scenes where they are dealing with Black Widow um, because they made it so powerful. Honestly, by the end of the Black Widow movie, I did not care about the little sister character, Elena. But by the end of Hawkeye, I definitely did. It's just because they made it relatable to their audience and human. Yeah, they made them human. That's exactly right. Which, going to Hawkeye specifically, the fact that when he did let go of Black Widow and let her make her decision, the... I've heard several talks about it. The mental, the mental strain that would put a human through, yeah, would probably make them go insane. And plus, yeah. the guy lost his family, along with that, which I gotta say was just yeah. Insane. The person I was watching it with uh, my family, and they're mentioning when we were going through it. There's a scene where it's you know clearly just Clint kind of being reflective, and it's a quiet scene. And my family was saying they really do a great job of showing the weight he has to carry. Because if you actually think about it, Clint has been through so much. He lost his family for five years. He lost Natasha. He's literally the only Avenger left standing. Cap's gone. The only original Avenger left standing, I should say. Hulk's out. Uh, Thor's gone. Iron Man's gone. They're all They're left, and he's gone. the only one left. He was the one who really held them together. He was sort of the humanity of the group, other than Steve Rogers. But he was what held together these insanely powerful people with a human element. Um, and that is what brings that story home because they put the effort into it and they made it such a powerful story and they made it relatable. They made it relatable. And, uh, I was, I've said this, but I was recommended to it highly. And now I recommend it very highly. Um, and that's just the difference you can see already. And it's only been a few years since the original sort of arc ended. And I feel like they're already sort of throwing it in the gutter. They're doing what so much of the mainstream culture media does today. They they give what people actually want, quality content. They rise to power. And then to uh, quote a hero of mine, they shut the door behind them. They get all the way up to where they sort of have the monopoly on what's watched and listened to. And then they close the door behind them so that they can make their own content whatever the heck they want Meanwhile, and it doesn't even have to be quality content and they can destroy it with woke agendas and they Meanwhile taking the the want for what am I trying to say? Meanwhile taking the standards with them. Yeah, and they take the standards with them and they try to t- change the standards and pretend like this is what we've done all along when it isn't and nobody wants this 
woke no agenda shoved down their throat. No one wants that. And it's very sad, but I feel like you can see the comparison now with No Way Home and Hawkeye and then stuff like Eternals and Black Widow. Sadly, I feel like they're not going to listen or notice or care uh, to the differences and what people are actually listening to and watching. Just like you pointed out, I feel like they gave us quality content that we actually want to sort of appease our appetites so that they can then jump back in with more of their agenda pieces uh, coming soon. Um, And it's very sad. And you can see it from a million miles away. That's the way the culture is shifting. Marvel felt like sort of a, in a way, a last bastion of that. Uh, of quality content and i it's going to be destroyed i hope they swing back but i think in deep down we know they won't and they are going to create the culture they want which in all honesty is just kind of heart-wrenching it's heart-wrenching that's the that's what we grew, that's what most of us grew up on people our generation yeah you and i and basically every person i know that's our age we grew up on that i, I mean, remember dying and pleading and pleading to watch any of the marvel movies by age eight i mean when guardians of the galaxy came out i was petitioning for that for weeks i specifically remember the first marvel movie being Captain America, yeah. watching it with my brother, and just being like, "This is amazing." Mm-hmm. Only because, personally, Steve Rogers, just the American icon, yeah, of superheroes. And it wasn't because he was a white male like they tried to make it out in the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier series. It was he because was he had the heart. It was because he respected. Essentially, he respected the flag, he respected the country, and he wanted to protect what was... Yeah, it was just the best. I still is my... my, I know it's hard to say, but top favorite movie. I I would agree up until... Endgame. I guess they're probably... Endgame, and then No Way Home. It's insane, but in my heart, for me, No Way Home surpassed Endgame. It was. It's tied for my favorite movie of all time. I think I've got a three-way tie, honestly. Captain America: The First Avenger, Endgame, and No Way Home, only because I do think, though, that if I had to choose, only reason being is that it all ties back to Endgame, and I would think that would top probably be my top pick, only because they all kind of play off of each other for Endgame. The reason being, Captain America, his end goal, and where he ended was Endgame. So you, that's why you're saying Captain America is still here. Yeah, I and see. then I was confused as where Spider-Man's you were going there for a second. Coming off of Endgame. Yeah, they're both so connected every, back to both it. Both go back to the same thing, being Endgame. That's and that was all. Reason. I mean, like you said when you were pleading and stuff, the only way, and it ties back into what I was saying, the only way that we got to see those, or at least for me was word of mouth. We were never going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy when it came out until one of my friends was telling me how great it was, saying, no, you definitely need to go see it. And then, again, with Iron Man 3, we weren't really going to... And then a friend said, no, you definitely need to go see it. They grew it off word of mouth. That whole 
cinematic universe. It was it's an, a brand new thing. Nothing like that had ever really been done. And they completely grew that by making it so good that people recommended it to their friends and family. And wholesome. now they're not going to get that if they remove the wholesome, like you said, the wholesome quality content that they used to have. Wholesome family entertainment. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at, and I don't know why they can't get it through. It's literally mm-hmm. that is their audience. That is the majority, and I don't know why they keep pleading to these other groups. Just focus on where it is and where mm-hmm. it should be. Honestly, where is the moral compass in this? I know it's hard to say, but many people, it feels like to me, are just losing it. Yeah, a lot of people still care about morality. Uh, it's the It might not depressing. be in the politics, but it is in the family homes. And uh, that's they're getting rid of that. They're going to erase that. They have been for years, but even more so now, they're doubling down. They're going to erase that from the culture. And that... Brings us to really the main point of uh, this episode, the first episode of the Unmasked Podcast. One of my favorite quotes is and always will be, if you don't like the culture, make your own. And so I don't know really if anybody else has done this. For me, I listen to podcasts on a regular basis and I've found very, very few, a depressingly few amount of podcasts that aren't afraid to voice real conservative opinions and uh, just come at it from a raw point of view. There have been one or two podcasts that I've listened to that are that way and another uh, couple that used to and then they got a little bit of pushback and sadly they don't have um, as much gall as they used to. Which but we are never doing. That is the point that of is our, our show. Goal. Really, the point of this is we want to make quality content, reviewing media, and uh, just talking about what's going on in the world uh, from an honest, conservative point of view. I don't know if this has been tried before and it's been canceled or if just really no one else has the courage to do it. Whatever the case may be, it is our goal to uh, bring you true opinions from followers of the Lord and uh, give you honest media to try to make our own culture. I hope that you'll join with us in this big experiment and have as much fun listening as we have creating it. i got something to ask you. We have a question. Yes. I want you to make an exit that we are going to use every show. An exit we're going to use every show. You want a tagline. Hmm, that is a tough one. On the spot, I just want to ask you and see if you can have one. On the spot. um, The only thing I can think of is uh, it's a little played out, but uh, I will say as we fly off, Eagle. (laughs) That is the worst thing I've ever heard. Yep, it's really bad. It's not even my own thing. I totally stripped that off another show. Yep. Sorry. Not another podcast. I'm just the guest. <laughs> yep. Hey, yeah, you're off, you're off the hook. Let's see what you come up with. What do you got? Okay, from all of us here at, uh, what's the show called? Unmasked. Yeah, that show. He totally anyway, remembers what this is. Let's start over. From all of us here at Unmasked, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. And we uh, will see bye. you. We will see you next month. Uh, I will kick it to... 
uh, future me with a few housekeeping notes, but uh, this has been the end of our topic. Uh, we will talk to you later. Hey everybody, Future Tucker here. First off, I'm going to be annoyingly redundant, and thank you all for listening to our show. I hope that you'll join us next month for the second installment of Unmasked, which will be up the first Sunday of February on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Rumble, and basically every other podcatcher I could find. Until then, if you'd like to hear more from us, check for updates, or even get in on the conversation, you can check out our website linked in the description. You can also email us directly at unmaskedpod at protonmail.com. Happy New Year, everybody, and we'll see you next month. Could you possibly, could you, could you possibly rewind and come again? Okay.